0: Hello, and welcome to Inclusion Insights, a podcast brought to you by Voice at the Table, your diversity and inclusion partners. In each episode, we share with you our latest tips and insights into how you can be more inclusive. Because remember, diversity is only half the story. Inclusion is what brings diversity to life. So join our episode today with your host, Voice at the Table editor, Melissa Jackson, and today's guest, founder and CEO of Voice at the Table, Rena Goldenberg-Lynch. Hi, I'm Melissa, your host for Voice at the Table podcasts called Inclusion Insights. In this first series, we'll be looking at inclusive behaviours, what they are, how they help us become more inclusive, and how to get better at them. In this series, we cover four of the eight behaviours empathy, listening, mitigating bias, and personal values. My guest today, and for the rest of this series, is Voice at the Table founder and CEO Rena Goldenberg Lynch. Hello, Rena. Hi, Melissa. Rena, before we delve into the subject, can you explain a bit more what these inclusive behaviours are about?
1: With pleasure. As a d consultancy, we believe that diversity is the key to improving the way we work together. And let me explain what we mean by diversity. When we talk about diversity, we talk about diversity of thought or cognitive diversity, as some might call it. How we perceive things, understand them, analyze information, interpret our environment. All this, of course, will be heavily influenced by our experience and individual filters. And this, in turn, is heavily influenced by our backgrounds and the circumstances in which we grew up. In other words, each of us will have a great deal of individuality to contribute. And the more different we are from each other in a team, the greater that depth of contribution will be. But here's the rub. While many organisations are arguably very diverse already, they don't necessarily know how to tap into this wealth of individual contribution that is already existing within. This is when inclusion comes in. Inclusion is the foundation to diversity. It is the kind of team environment that welcomes and values individual contribution. But how do we create that kind of environment? Well, at Voice at the Table, we have distilled inclusion into eight behaviours.
0: Ah, the eight inclusive behaviours.
1: Precisely.
0: In this series, we focus on the first four, the ones we call the inclusion behaviours. These are the behaviours that change how we as individuals see and think of others that makes us more inclusive. Today is listening. Rena, in the first instance, can you tell us what listening is? and how it makes us more inclusive. Yes, so listening is about
1: listening to understand. Most of the time when we listen, we actually are just waiting for our turn to speak. But when we talk about listening in an inclusion sense, it's a big part of empathy, which is the inclusive behavior we covered last time. So listening to understand if we want to be more inclusive. Can you think of anyone in particular who's a good listener? There are lots of really, really good listeners out there. But I did, have, I did do a little bit of research, and I've come up with three famous people with three famous quotes that I'm going to share with you, Melissa. So the first one is from Winston Churchill, who said, Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. I think that's a very important lesson of listening to give somebody the permission to speak to you and you listen to them the same as when you speak yourself. Another famous person who talked about listening is Larry King, who was, of course, a fantastic listener. He said, I remind myself every morning, nothing I say this day will teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn, I must do it by listening. And the third one is from Ernest Hemingway, who said, I like to listen. I've learned a great deal from listening carefully. Most people never listen. And it is interesting because most of us think we're quite good at it. And most of us are actually not.
0: Quite often we listen to what we want to hear, I think is probably what you're saying here, Rena. Um I know uh, from watching TV, actually, from years ago, that uh, some of the best chat show hosts said that the key to any kind of conversation and getting good answers from people is listening to what they say. You can't just chat over them the whole time. You've really got to listen. You've really got to tune in to their mindset and what they're thinking. And then you will get the best out of them. I think that probably applies elsewhere.
1: Absolutely. It applies to journalism. It applies to leadership. It applies to sales when you want to understand what your client really needs and how to give it to them, you have to listen. And of course it applies to inclusion because when you really listen to someone is when you can begin to understand where they're coming from and that's when we talk about empathy
0: becoming a stronger muscle. So you've almost got to stop that inbuilt filter that filters out information because we're going to miss the key uh, points and what matters.
1: And that is exactly the issue. So there are lots of little things that get in the way of listening. The first and foremost is our desire to want to contribute to the conversation. So as soon as we think we know what the other person says, our mind goes, "Okay, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk. I know, I know. I want to finish your sentence for you. And that's the opposite of listening.
0: It can also be a bit of a power balance thing, can't it? Because you feel like, I want to take control of this conversation, so I'm going to talk more than the other person.
1: And yet, interestingly, the person who does that actually comes across as a very inexperienced, impatient individual. If you notice, good leaders, very respected leaders, they do listen. They listen and they do not interrupt. Interruptions, of course, is the other thing that gets in in the way of listening. And as a speaker, when you are afraid of being interrupted, gets in the way, you speak quicker and you don't stop to talk at all. And, And that also makes your contribution less valuable. This sometimes happens to women because as women at work, we are three times more likely to be interrupted and not just by men. But by other women as well, and there's also been this negative commentary about women going on and on and on at work, mm. and it could possibly be because we know we're going to be interrupted, so we want to just get it all out, and make sure that it all comes out before somebody else cuts in.
0: I know a lot of um, there's a lot of criticism of some political <laughs> journalists who constantly interrupt their guests and don't give them a chance to speak and. Um,
1: We want to hear what they're going to say. Well, exactly. I think it is beyond just being rude. It actually takes away from the content of the individual, which is why listening is such an inclusive, such an important inclusive behaviour. How can we even begin to try and understand the other person if all we do is keep interrupting them with what we want to say? Mm -hmm. And I have been to many, many meetings where it was more about voices being heard than listening to what people have to contribute.
0: And I guess eventually you sort of lose respect for that person who's constantly interrupting or not listening and you then have to repeat yourself again and again and again to get your message across. Yeah
1: and it becomes a little bit of a battlefield really. It's more about who can shout the loudest. It. it, Is not about content, it is not about contribution, it's not about coming up with the best creative solutions. It's all about me, 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 look at me, I'm here. And we do, unfortunately, still
0: experience that. So bad listening really creates an imbalance in any situation.
1: It does, and bad listening is actually also a villain in terms of creating an environment at work where people don't feel safe and they don't feel that they belong. There's a lot of brand new research um, on listening that shows how not just teams but leaders also benefit from great listening in in, uh, building strong, uh, high-performing teams. Because good listening also creates greater psychological safety. And when we have a team that feels psychologically safe, it contributes so much better to the outcome. And a team that is listened to has greater respect for the leader. And the leader, therefore, is put up on a pedestal much higher than anybody else who is equally as good but is not as good a leader. So really, to become a good leader, all you really need to do is get better at listening.
0: Yeah, because you're going to get much better contribution from your employees if they feel that they're in a safe environment and they are going to be listened to.
1: Yes. And anytime you read any kind of leadership uh, resources, you'll see that listening is always one of the top skills for leaders.
0: How do we become better at this skill?
1: There are two things we can do very easily. The first one is not interrupt. Now, I say it's easy. It actually isn't. It takes a lot of willpower to not interrupt, but it can be done. It's a simple fix if we can do it. The second thing is to really listen with curiosity and an open mind, to really get into the sense of we are listening to understand. Where are they coming from? What are they trying to say? Really trying to help the speaker explain what they want to achieve with what they're saying. That requires our minds not to wander, To, what am I going to have for dinner? To, ooh, I need to pop to the store and get some milk on the way back. Or whatever it is that goes through your mind. So as soon as we notice our minds wandering, it's about noticing that and bringing the mind back to the present and to the speaker. And it's okay if it happens. It happens all the time. I don't know if you've ever tried meditation very difficult to do because our minds, our minds are so active they just want to go places but if you can notice it and bring it back to the presence that's another way of contributing to good listening
0: that's a really good tip i do find it very difficult to um lose focus or to, to stop focusing on everything else that's going on in my mind and um just think about what's important or just focus on one thing. But I guess we can, during the course of any conversation that we're having, just keep checking, checking ourselves, just coming back to that most important um, point. You know, we need to, to think about what are we doing here? We're meant to be listening. We're meant to be listening to the other person.
1: Yeah. It's when I, uh, way, way back in, uh, when I was a junior in my career, I remember switching from normal offices to open plan sitting. And as, as a lawyer at the time, it was important for me to be able to focus on my work. So I had to teach myself to block everything out so I can focus on the task at hand. And that taught me also how to listen, because that's what you need to do, is learn how to block the noise out and focus on the
0: speaker in this case is listening ever seen as a weakness in the boardroom.
1: I think the only time it might be seen as a weakness is when somebody listens better than others and others jump in in between. So the person who's genuinely listening looks like are not contributing. That's potentially the danger. But inevitably, the person who listens will probably have the best contribution in response to what they've heard. So therefore, I think it's, n- it's probably a risk. It's more of a perception of a risk than a real risk.
0: Can you give me an example of how a conversation might go where there's good listening in place? There's a lot of one person
1: talking <laughs> and the other person nodding along because you can't see that on the podcast. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But yes, uh, and, and being there presently, paying attention, having eye contact, showing the curiosity with your face and your body when you're listening to somebody else. And one important thing to say about listening, as a speaker, it's equally as important to be mindful of the listener and make sure that we don't go on and on. Like we sometimes like to do. I have to remind my daughter every single day: conversation is like ping pong. You don't just take over and hope that somebody's a good listener. You have to pause and let the listener speak as well so that you can do some practicing of your own listening skills.
0: <laughs> it's a shared experience, in other words. Isn't Indeed. It? What can we learn from witnessing bad examples of listening? How do we grow? How do we improve from seeing something that's blatantly bad listening um, and turn it into an advantage?
1: Yeah, it is atrocious. It is atrocious when you you witness bad listening. There's a lot of noise, a lot of interruption, very little content, very little substance. Um, It's disruptive and it's unpleasant. And it's something that we all inevitably want to avoid doing. So, yes, so learning to avoid that,
0: I suppose. And can we challenge others? Do you feel, is there a, a way that we can do this safely? Yes. I've seen some great
1: examples of people uh, making sure that they're listened to by saying, let me speak, let me finish what I'm saying. May I please, please don't interrupt. There are ways of doing it in, in, in elegantly without offending the other person who is very eager to contribute with their thoughts and just maybe remind them that they will have the same courtesy of speaking and you will listen to them when they speak.
0: Winston Churchill used the word courage. We used the word courage in our previous podcast on empathy. It's important. You've, you've got to have some courage to be able to, uh, to challenge, I suppose.
1: Yes, yes, it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be a running theme through all our inclusive behaviours, courage. I think partly because... What we're trying to do is get people to stretch their skills beyond where they currently are in listening. And like I said earlier, everybody thinks of themselves relatively as a relatively good listener. But to be a good listener, we do have to go that extra mile. And that takes courage. And that takes courage to speak up when somebody else is not listening to you, as you said.
0: And becoming complacent as well. That's another danger.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the other, the, the other theme is courage is about keep evolving, keep developing and growing as we all have to.
0: You've, um, you've come up with some great acronyms. Uh, we have another one for today, I believe. These are here to help you improve on these skills. So what's today's acronym, Rina, for listening?
1: For listening, we have another woman's name and this one is Kara with a C. The C stands for curiosity. So we want to be more curious listeners. We want to understand what people are saying and listen out for it with curiosity. A is for attention. And that's about paying attention to the speaker as they speak. But not just to the speaker. Paying attention to your mind and catching it when it starts wandering off and bring it back. So attention goes both ways. R stands for reflect. And that's about maybe repeating what you hear to clarify your understanding of what is being said. And to also clarify it to the speaker sometimes as well. Because, you know, we all un- have had streams of consciousness that take us somewhere we didn't know we were going to go. So reflecting on all of that, summarizing it in the end, is helpful both to the speaker and the listener. And A stands for ask, asking those questions to clarify and reflect. And those questions, like I said, are as much for yourself to clarify as they are for the speaker. Because we're listening to understand the other person and that makes it inclusive listening.
0: Thank you, Rina. We've covered a lot of ground here and I really hope our listeners feel empowered by what they've heard and that it'll take away some great tips and advice that they can make use of. If you want to find out more about inclusive behaviours, or indeed voice at the table, why not take a look at our website www.voiceatthetable.com, or drop Rena a line on Rena at voiceatthetable.com. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast with Rena Goldenberg Lynch, CEO of Voice at the Table, being interviewed by me, Melissa Jackson. We hope you'll join us again for our next podcast on inclusive behaviours when we cover mitigating bias.